0: Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for March 4th, 2008. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by our team of Orlando experts, Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week we'll tell you about the top news stories on the Diz, including the story about the con artist who is victimizing some Disney Resort guests, Bob (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll announce the winner. Boy, of, we started quick. We'll announce the winner of the review a restaurant with Kevin contest, and Kevin will have his latest review of Tony's Town Square Restaurant at the Magic Kingdom. All that plus roundtable rapid fire on this week's edition of the Dis Unplugged Roundtable. Well, welcome everybody to uh, the show, and welcome to the first show coming to you from our newly redesigned studio. Here at my house in downtown Orlando. It still smells like new paint. It smells like, well, it's because the paint just went on yesterday. It's still not even fully completed yet. We still have some, I still have some more aesthetic stuff I want to do. But It
1: still looks great, though.
0: It looks great. And uh, before you start asking for pictures, I'm probably not going to post any, so don't ask. <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, we've got a lot more room now. It's just much, much roomier. And I'm so glad to have this out of my dining room. You have no idea.
1: I think Maxwell is really happy, too. He's oh, laying on is- the huge Max rug.
0: Yeah, we got a. We have a nice big rug in here, and Max is just as happy as could be. Well, Max is always happy. When, Max knows when it's podcast day because he sees me. I come into the studio. I start setting up before you guys get here, and that's when he starts like pacing in front of the in front of the door, the front door. They're, coming, he knows they're coming. They're, they're coming. coming. And he likes it now because he can just jump right up uh, to the windowsill and mm-hmm. look out and see very clearly because I had all that uh, stuff in the front of the house pulled out so he can see the driveway very clearly. He's as happy as could be. It's well, he's just, even happier because Figaro's uh, staying with John and Kevin now. So he's got the house to himself. He's got me to himself. It's wait, a very happy dog.
2: Wait until Figaro sees this room. He's going to love it, too. Oh, he's going to he, be out of his mind. get the three windows. And
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He places so,
2: to smell and investigate.
0: So we're happy. The, the animals are happy. I'm happy. And Bob's happy. And so that's, <laughs> that's all that matters. Bob's happy because of
3: the smell of paint. <laughs> I'm watching paint dry. <laughs>
0: Uh, we do have some. Uh, we do have a few housekeeping uh, items. Uh, first, I have an announcement to make about something new that we're going to be doing. Uh, starting uh, actually, it's going to be starting on Monday. The show goes up on Tuesday, but uh, you can head over to disunplugged dot com and check out the new official blog for our show. We're all going to be. Uh, we're all going to be participating in that, and uh, and a couple of other people are going to be joining in as well. And actually, uh, this week we're going to be having we're going to be blogging from uh, our respective uh, hotel reviews. Uh, uh, Bob and I will be blogging from uh, the Contemporary. We're going to be re- reviewing the Contemporary this week, uh, and then later on in the week, uh, Julie and Corey are going to be over uh, reviewing uh, Port Orleans Riverside, Ooh. and they'll be blogging from there. So we'll be giving updates each day on what we're doing and pictures, and maybe some video. I don't know.
2: I'll be blogging from my house.
4: The dog went outside today. Woo <laughs> We're having tuna for lunch.
0: <laughs> Kevin will take a picture of his tuna for sandwich. And um, we do have a winner to announce in the Win a Dining Review with Kevin. Um, now, the way this worked is back in the early part of January, we asked people to go ahead and send in a, a review of anything. It could be a Disney review. It could be a, a local restaurant review. Be creative. Have fun. Uh, Kevin was going to pick three, and I was going to select the winner. Well, Kevin couldn't pick three; he had he, there were four of them that he really liked. He sent those to me, and to be honest with you, folks, I couldn't pick one. There were two of them that I thought really uh, were were really good that I really enjoyed, and uh, so I, I've decided that two people are actually going to win a chance to uh, review a restaurant with Kevin. And those two winners are
3: wait wait. Give it a little more drama here.
0: Caroline Floyd and David Parfitt. They Yay. are going to win Yay. a uh, dining review with Kevin. Kevin's going to be getting in touch with the both of you to set that up. The other two finalists um, are going to get a uh, $25 Disney gift card from us to say thanks for doing a great job on theirs. And they are Michael Ruth and Bobby Simon. And uh, some great some great uh, submissions came in. Got a nice, uh, nice number of them.
4: The winners should meet me at Arby's on Thursday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I assume we're going to post their reviews so everybody can yes, read them. Yes, we are going to post a great job they did.
0: We are going to post the two winning reviews. And uh, thank you, everyone, who sent in, sent in your reviews and participated in this. And congratulations to our, our four finalists.
4: I will be contacting the winners, and we will work out the details of when you're going to be. Oh, by the way, you don't both don't have to be here at the same time.
0: Yes, you do. No. <laughs> you must coordinate your vacations with complete strangers in order to have dinner with a complete stranger.
4: Because we're only leaving the house once.
2: That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> and if you're late, forget about it. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding.
2: You're,
4: you're late. Just, no fruit cup. No fruit cup. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a trivia contest for somebody to see if exactly. they know what movie that's from.
0: Now, while we're in, talking about contests, uh, our photo contest has closed. Closed on the 29th of February, we're going to be announcing the winners of the photo contest on our March 18th show. We're going to be giving away some very big prizes. We're going to uh, award uh, one winner in each category and an overall winner. And the overall winner, of course, walks away with a stateroom on the podcast cruise from my allotment. (laughs) My allotment's dwindling down, dwindling down. Now, if you uh, want uh, another shot, if you're going to be in town on March 29th, it's a Saturday, and you happen to find yourself at Universal for Mardi Gras, and you happen to find me. If you're the first person who does that, I will give you a podcast cruise.
2: Well, you just made it really easy. Well, yeah, it's crowded though.
0: It's crowded. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I'll, I'll have on my disunplug shirt, and as soon as I award it, I'm taking that shirt off so that I can't be. Identified again. <laughs> well, the shirtless man walking around. A oh, be obviously <laughs> being topless in your be, Yeah, I'll be walking around with
3: he my... He won't be the only one. You have to, they not have me. to find you once you're in the park, right? <laughs> you're well, going gonna, to
4: wear his yeah. unplugged shirt? You're not you're gonna be easier to find than Bob with his light up cart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I just if, if look, how many of our listeners are actually gonna be in that park on that
4: day? Oh, watch out. Well, you know what? They're
1: They're going to be stampeding over there.
4: That's right. They're motivated. You're going to be lucky to get in the gate. Are you kidding me?
0: Well, maybe I won't put the shirt on until I'm actually in the park. I don't know. He's going to drop his car off at valet. You know what?
4: This is, look, (laughs) guys, (laughs) guys,
0: this is is not rocket science. I will (laughs) whoever finds me first gets a cruise. That's all. You know, it's just that simple. Whoever finds me first gets a cruise. He's going to send me as Pete.
1: Anybody wearing a white shirt is going to be like, turn around, let me see the front of your shirt.
0: (laughs) Pete. Pete. And while we're on uh, while we're on the subject of prizes, we have one to give away. Julie, who is our winner for uh, our email winner for February?
1: Blake Westmoreland. He's from Texas.
0: Blake. Okay, we read his uh, email
5: last
1: yes, week. Yes, we did.
0: Now, I don't want anybody to think that we're giving out prizes because people write us, you know, really, really nice, glowing <laughs> emails. This really and truly is done uh, uh, done uh, randomly. So, and he picked uh, number eight. eight. All right. He gets a $100 spa gift certificate. Very nice.
2: Congratulations.
0: Of your choice. I'll be contacting you. Gaylord, uh, (laughs) the the Canyon Ranch over at Gaylord Palms, uh, or the uh, spa uh, over at uh, the Grand Floridian, the Mandara Spa over at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, or the spa over at um, Saratoga Springs are your choices. And, uh, or, you go to,
2: or you can go to Bob's house, and he can just rub your shoulders next to the pool <laughs> with well, two
4: fifty dollars bills.
3: <laughs> I have a spa. I have a spa in the you pool. Do has a, was, a spa. <laughs> <laughs> a spa near. And they can do Isn't laps that a in gas my station? pool too. <laughs> 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 what? They can do laps in my pool too.
0: Well, congratulations, uh, congratulations, Blake. And uh, one other thing, I do want to mention. We've been getting a lot of questions from those who have signed up for our podcast cruise, which is going on. Uh, May 10th of 2009 about uh, pre and post hotel stays and I am very happy to announce that the Swan Dolphin has very generously agreed to give all of our uh, podcast cruisers a $99 rate um, for if you want to come in a few days ahead of time and stay a few days later uh, This I'm going to tell you folks this this podcast cruise is the best deal on a vacation I'm not trying to shill although I am <laughs> But really and truly, it's the best deal. The price of the cruise is the best you're going to get anywhere, especially when you consider the kind of parties and stuff we're going to be doing on the ship.
4: And you get a shipboard credit.
0: And you get a shipboard credit, and you now and you can add uh, a pre and post hotel stay at the Swan Dolphin for ninety nine dollars a it's night. An,
5: it's a really it's cheap an land sea package.
0: It. It's a really cheap land sea package. It sure is. Um, so it's uh, you know, if you want more information on the podcast cruise, plug, plug, plug. Go to podcast.wdwinfo.com. We have information there and how you can sign up. And uh, now, Bob, what are the what are the uh, limitations on this?
3: Uh, it's going to be May fourth through ninth and May fourteenth through seventeenth.
0: Nice, so, nice. So you can those on a, nights. Any of and those then nights. The cruise,
3: cruise leaves on the tenth. So. Now,
0: I just want everybody to understand: this is only for people who have signed up for the who are who are booked onto the podcast cruise you're going on the podcast cruise, you can get this. This is not available to the general public, will not be made available to the general public, and we can't make any exceptions. This was a, a very, very, very – the Swan Dolphin never, ever gives a $99 rate. You yeah. just don't see it.
3: They came to the plate for it. They really – we, them, ask them, yeah.
0: we asked them to work with us on this, and they did not hesitate. We've had a great working relationship with them for 10 years now, and uh, it uh, there's a good reason for it. It's a wonderful property. Uh, we stay over there all the time. When my family is in town, that's where I put them. Uh, so I can't. I really can't say anything more better about them than that, because um, I actually I do like my family. <laughs> so you know, if I didn't like them, I might put them somewhere else. But I like my family, so
1: the hojo in one ninety two.
0: Yeah, that one's that's. There's a couple of pretty nasty hojos over on one ninety two. Let me tell you. But uh, I'm sorry for anybody who's listening who might be staying there. <laughs> So, all right, that is going to do it for uh, housekeeping, unless anybody else has any corrections from last week or anything we have to cover? No? Okay. Then we're going to move on and do the news. And our number one news story this week, some Disney guests have been getting fleeced by a con artist. Authorities are looking for a suspected con man operating in Walt Disney World hotels. The Sheriff's Department believes that the thief is eavesdropping on guest conversations, getting their name and room number, and calling them, posing as a Disney employee. One, victor, one victim, Catherine maybe, was contacted and offered a special deal. The caller knew her name and room number, which led her to provide her credit card info when asked for it. She, that she stated that, quote, we're in the room, someone calls us and says they have a deal for us for $10 a person. We can go to the Polynesian Luau or Hoopty Doo Review shows. It was stupid of me. I should have said you already have my credit card number, but I gave him my credit card again scam artist instructs his targets to pick up their tickets at the front desk once 24 hours have elapsed. When maybe did so, not only did she find out there were no tickets, she later discovered that the thief had made over $1,500 in purchases using her credit card. Thus far, at least nine guests have been contacted by this con man. In response to the problem, Disney has placed reminders in guest rooms letting visitors know that their employees will never ask for credit card info. Now, we've said it on the show before, that uh, you know it's 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 very easy when you're on vacation especially in Disney World you feel safe as well you should but there are people out there who will who know that and will try and take advantage of it you must remain eternally vigilant if uh, if if disney if a disney cast member if quote unquote calls you when it's asking for a credit card you just don't do it you just don't do it um anybody anybody calls and asks for a credit card info that you don't know, that you didn't solicit, that you didn't call.
4: A good rule of thumb is if you did not initiate the process, don't give out your information. It's just a rule of thumb. If you've initiated the process, there's a better chance that you're going to be okay. But if someone else has initiated the call where they're asking for your social security number, your credit card number, any of your personal information, just don't give it out.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So let's hope they... uh, They find this guy and string him up and shoot him. But uh, just remember, remain vigilant, folks. Our next news story is uh, regarding uh, Disney. Rumors that Disney may be doing something in Australia. The Australian government has disclosed that talks have taken place between the Department of State and the and Regional Development with the Disney Company. The property which was discussed is White Bay, located at Sydney Harbour. This is considered one of Sydney's most desirable locations. And is part of a recently formed task force and is part of a recently formed task force which will monitor development of the sector. When asked about the talks, which took place several months ago, John Nicoletti, a spokesman for Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, stated, quote, "As part of that process, we have conversations with lots of entities, and while Australia is an attractive market, at this time, we have no plans for the region." A government spokesperson stated that the talks were discontinued and provided no t- details as to what was discussed. And uh, we have uh, one of our listeners um, from uh, from Australia, who's been a long time listener, uh, John John Muland, as uh, works in uh, works for the uh, works for the government in Australia. He's confirming the story that uh, talks did go on, and that uh, something may in fact happen down under. So, I mean, because you know, we've we've heard from our, our our listeners in Australia, from John and others that uh, you know they're they're really in no man's land down there where Disney is concerned they can't get any of the planning videos or or that stuff I mean they're really it's it's really you know it's a really a dearth of information down there on anything having to do with Disney and there are a lot of Disney fans in Australia we know we have a number of listeners from Australia and I am hoping (coughs) that I will be there in October
3: I'm wondering so, if the uh, cruise so line is just starting to scout out where some of the ports mm, it may
0: that's be. That's a that's a rough one. Yeah. Well, that's a rough. one. I
3: think this is all part of that announcement they Jay
2: Rasulo made, where they're going to start to take the Disney brand and make these resorts, other places like Hawaii, we know has been uh, talked about. Yep. I think now we're going to see other places. I think this is this is exciting because if people have never been to Australia, now you have a, uh, a quote unquote safe. Way to go, you know, with the Disney name and the Disney brand. But it also opens up a whole bunch of stuff for Disney. It opens up the Adventures by Disney stuff. It opens up possible. Well, I think Adventures by
0: Disney is doing uh, Australia already,
2: right? But to give them their own hotel there, right? That thing gives them that that extra edge. Um, I want to I want to address something you said a couple sentences ago, which I think is important. We get this question a lot from people, especially in the UK and in Australia. Uh, they can't get the planning videos directly from Disney. Disney won't send them the planning videos. It has to do with a regulation that cover, that uh, concerns solicitation. Um, I don't know exactly what the information is. I don't know what the statutes are. But I know that Disney is not allowed to send promotional material directly to people in these countries. And it has to do with the, mm. the country's own government concerning solicitation. So, you know, some people get upset why are they discriminating against me? Why can't I get the, the stuff? Just be aware that yeah, it's, it's not it's legal. Like, there are legal right.
0: restrictions. It's not because Disney doesn't like you.
2: Right. Or Disney, doesn't want your business. Yeah. Exactly. Disney would love to send everybody a planning video because they know that they're going to get a certain take rate from that of people planning vacations. But just be aware of that.
0: In the meantime, you can always come to the Diz. Plenty of information here. So, well, let's see. Let's hope for our friends down under that they do something more than just a hotel. I'm hoping they... You know, that would be really cool if they built a theme park in Australia. But, you know, that's not... We have no information yeah. at all to suggest that's what's going on. I don't want to put that rumor out there, but...
4: It seems to me that the the little version of the pocket park they're talking about, these little individual resorts with more to do than just a resort, seems like a more likely idea yeah. than an actual full-blown theme park.
0: I agree. I agree. But it would be cool, though.
4: Hey, there, I'm still willing to go to Paris. <laughs> Me too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, but I'll tell you the uh, with the exception of uh, Tokyo, those they're struggling.
2: Mm-hmm. Paris
0: is not doing all that great. It was doing better, and now it's starting to it's starting to wobble a little bit. Hong Kong is just tanking. Mm. The Hong Kong park is just tanking. So
2: the reason why Tokyo is doing so well is everybody says the same thing: Tokyo Disney Sea is the best Disney theme park <laughs> ever.
4: Of theme parks, it, that's the best. anybody who goes there tells you the same thing. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, it's number one on our list, yeah. definitely.
3: I so. see them. Oh, I see them doing that somewhere else in the near yeah, future.
2: It's very popular. I can't see why they wouldn't try to reproduce that somewhere else. I yeah. agree.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. And our final news story this week, with the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation issuing a timeshare license for the Kingdom Towers. The Disney Vacation Club is now poised to sell units at this addition to the Contemporary Resort. We've been talking about this for, well, Kevin posted something on the site two years ago.
4: Color me surprised.
0: And <laughs> We knew about this. Um, so the construction project has been the subject of ongoing speculation. And while the Disney Vacation Club has yet to officially acknowledge that this is the latest addition to their expansion plans, this license pretty much puts those rumors to rest. Industry insiders suspect Disney's stance is due to the potential impact that it will ha- that the announcement will have on the sale of Saratoga Springs and the Animal Kingdom Villa properties. It's anticipated that Kingdom Tower's proximity to the Magic Kingdom and Monorail will make it one of the most desirable DVC offerings to date. The license request also provides more insight as to the amenities which are planned for the resort. Among them are a pool with a 104-foot water slide, tennis, bocce ball, and shuffleboard courts two hot tubs, and a covered barbecue pavilion. The 281-unit tower will connect to the Contemporary's main building via a fifth-floor pedestrian bridge. Included in the filing is a point chart, which indicates that point values at the Kingdom Towers will be higher than those at other Disney Vacation Club resorts. I'm not surprised by that exactly. either. With completion of the $110 million project scheduled for the fall of 2009, it is not known when the DVC will begin sales of this property through the recently incorporated Kingdom Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort Condominium Association, which is the official <laughs> name of it.
2: The acronym is DVSA. Kick, kick, kick You Out. What is it called?
0: KTDCRCA. You want to. <laughs> and And other Disney Vacation Club expansion projects currently include a resort in Hawaii and over at Disneyland's Grand Californian Hotel. Now, we've uh, Bob and I and Corey were just over at the Contemporary the other day, and we're watching the construction. I'll tell you, what did we say? About three-quarters of those rooms are going to have a view of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. About three-quarters of those three rooms. The way, the way it's positioned, the way it's being oh, no, set up. Oh, I,
2: no, I disagree.
0: No, I, three-quarters I of them are going to. No, there's, it's, clear, it's clear when you go and look.
2: We were, just, we were on, just there yesterday. We were just there yesterday on the monorail. And what, there's all those ones on the inside of the horseshoe that are only going to face Bay Lake. So that's at least 40%. Of the rooms. Well, okay, no, room. I'm
0: talking about the rooms on the outside, right? But uh, you,
2: but they have to sell all those rooms. They're not. It's not going to be one room through the whole tower. There's going to be rooms on the inside and rooms facing the Magic Kingdom and rooms facing Bay Lake.
0: Well, it's going to be like yeah, it, it's 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 going to be like uh, you know the Boardwalk was the first one to uh, come up with you know varying point levels for right. various uh, room types or, or and views. Um, you know, you can get a parking lot view at the Boardwalk, or you can get a Boardwalk view an Epcot view. Um, this is just going to be the same thing. Well, We were just taking a look on the outside of the horseshoe right. that about three-quarters of those rooms are going to have. So there's going to be a decent number of rooms that do have.
1: When um, you say inside room, do you mean like no windows? No, no, no. What's going to
2: no, no. what happen is it's, it's shaped like a <laughs> giant horseshoe. facing Bay Lake.
1: Okay. And then there's
2: <laughs> ones on the inside of the horseshoe that will face Bay Lake. Then there are ones on the end of the horseshoe that will face
4: The woods oblivion. or the
2: contemporary? Right. Oblivion <laughs> And then there are ones that will face right up against the contemporary I think we're going to have This is going to be a problem oh. I, I predict this being a huge problem People are going to be so mad Because all they're going to want are the magic high level
4: Or they're going to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning when On the day that the, the points right. are released Or the dates are released And right. it's going to be one of those things where you oh. know.
0: I, I don't know I don't know how much of a problem it was. I don't think it's a huge problem at Boardwalk uh, For getting Epcot views yeah. I mean, well, I mean. you got to be 11 months in
2: advance on the day you want that room. Well, it's
0: like anything else. I mean, if you want, same thing if you're booking a concierge at the Contemporary. Uh, you know, you if you want a Magic Kingdom view room and the concierge, uh, on the concierge level, you know, the, first of all, they won't guarantee it. You hope you get it. You put a request in for it, but they can't guarantee it. Disney does that with all the time. And I think people are used to that by now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, there'll be people that are ticked off because they didn't get their Magic Kingdom view, but there are people who are ticked off now that they're, you know, when they don't get their... I don't think it's anything different than any other special view request that you don't get granted when you check in.
3: I feel I'll be fine when they build the second tower on the other side. No, the second tower is really not going to have that good
2: a view anyway. It's really going to face out. I think that the Disney Vacation Club members um, feel they have a little bit more invested in it, and they, they tend to be a little bit more vocal when it comes to yeah, things they're that's not true. happy with. But.
0: that's true. The last place in the world I'm going to want to be, though, is on that fifth floor sky bridge at fireworks time. I hope they build that really, really, really sturdy. Or
4: to close it off. They may have to close they it off. They may have
0: to close it off. I yeah. mean, I can imagine people, you know, to the point camping I'm not out. I'm
4: actually sure, from the way that's positioned, that that's going to be that good of view. I think you're going, that's going to be blocked by Space Mountain.
0: Well, if you're in one of those inside rooms... And you want a view.
4: Make friends with the people
2: who have a view. Yeah. I, have, I have a feeling, though, what they are going to do is they're going to put a rooftop. Uh,
0: Probably. They're will have going to have to have some kind of observation, observation deck.
2: Observation deck on the roof. I think the way the pylon is positioned, it looks like it's going to be almost the same level as the monorail. So you'll be going out on the monorail. But, again, who knows if that's even going to be open and visible. Yeah, you know That could be all closed in. All speculation at this point.
0: Alright, and that is going to do it for the news And before we go to rapid fire There was a suggestion from one of our listeners And I prom- I'm sorry I don't have her email in front of me But it came in last week We're going to let you go ahead and pick a number I'll give it to Julie uh, Who suggested that instead of uh, me torturing all of you guys With uh, uh, the with, uh, uh, Daily temperatures With the temperature uh, currently Maybe give a little weather report uh, On each show
1: I know exactly what email, so you don't have to worry okay. about it.
0: <laughs> and uh, So we're going to do that. And um, I'm taking my information from WFTV.com because, in my opinion, they usually always get the weather right. Uh, so if you are coming into town this week, here's a quick look at what you can expect. Wednesday is going to be mostly sunny with temperatures in the low 70s. Thursday has a 30% chance of rain with a high 76. And through the weekend, looks like it's going to be about a 40% chance of rain this week, uh, thursday friday and saturday uh with some scattered thunderstorms coming on friday expect the highs all week to be in the mid to high 70s and the lows dropping down at in the evening to the mid 50s so if you are coming into town be sure to bring a jacket so
4: one of the things we should tell people about rain reports in orlando is that this isn't like other places in the country we can have torrential like biblical rain yeah for about 15 minutes and then it's over and it's that, very rare yeah. that it rains for right. extended periods of time. When they say there's a
2: 40% chance of rain, there's a chance that 40% of the area will see precipitation that day. Yeah, because so
1: sometimes it, it doesn't rain at all.
2: Right, or right. it's in downtown, and that's considered
3: part of the rainfall. But it's not going to yeah. rain the whole day. Right. It's gonna, right. You, you could get that one 15-minute shower, and the weatherman's sitting back in his chair and saying, okay,
0: I'm covered. I also, I'm covered. when they when the weather forecast here says partly cloudy, that means it's sunny and there are clouds in the sky. That it's not <laughs> like, really—is that am I yeah, right? You're absolutely you're right. right. Yep. That you know where, when I lived in Jersey, partly cloudy meant it was going to be kind of grayish. You were lucky to see the sun. Yeah, here yeah. it's going to be a beautiful day, and you will actually see some clouds in the sky, as opposed to a perfectly clear blue sky. Those we're are actually my favorite happy days. Happy to see those clouds. Yeah, yeah, those
1: are my favorite days. The because
4: clear blue sky?
1: No, the clouds and sun. Because you have sun, but then every once in a while the cloud comes through and it'll cool you off for a second.
4: And your skin stops <laughs> sizzling.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, All right, we are going to move on then to our rapid fire, and I am going to go first. <gasps> wow. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of our listeners asked us in an email where they could get products uh, for uh, like the, uh, the, the spa products that are in the... Uh, H2O. H2O that are in the Disney resorts. And uh, I'd sent him to uh, h2oplus.com, which is the official website for that product. But Disney has released the Disney Resort Collection now, where you can buy all sorts of stuff from the resorts, including beds, bedding, bath products, decor, bed bugs. Bed bugs. <laughs> they so, sell them too. Wow! DisneyResortCollection.com is where you go, and uh, the stuff isn't cheap. But you know that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Uh, for example the you know they have uh, in the bedding category you have uh Disney beds, princess beds, and pirate beds the uh the Disney beds range anywhere depending on the uh, size that you want from seven hundred dollars to fifteen hundred dollars for a bedding set uh, the uh princess beds i know it's it's it 's hysterical do
2: they sell that uh Waffer thin mattress you can buy you get the trundle bed Yeah, you at Port know, well, you know, the bed uh,
0: the beds they're Seven showing hours. the beds they're showing here i don't know what resorts have these exactly. beds in them okay because disney does not have in my opinion uh, extremely comfortable beds unless they've changed all the mattresses
1: and well, um, we know when they're not selling the heavenly beds cuz that's not technically disney well
0: technically that's just a brand name for the you know Sheridan or for starwoods pillow tops but, you know, everybody's got a pillow top out there. Uh, but they're doing this in, uh, in conjunction. The, bed, the beds are being done in conjunction with Sealy Posturepedic. So they're decent beds. But they're also expensive. And you can buy the sheets as well if you want. And, you know, bed linens, duvet covers, bed skirts, thermal blankets, pillows, all that stuff. I mean, I can
4: see buying some soap. But if you're buying Disney beds, <laughs> you have too much money. <laughs> <laughs> But
2: it's not even even like you're buying the bed, the headboard, and the footboard, and say, "Well, look, I have the contemporary footboard and headboard." It's like the Vera Wang mattress. Yeah, exactly.
0: Please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're buying a name. Exactly.
3: It's a mattress. Give me a break.
0: Now on the uh, on the on the spa products, the personal care products, the prices are consistent with what I would expect to pay. You know for spa products.
4: You can also buy that stuff $14. in some of the uh, hotel gift shops. I bought yeah. H2O uh, body wash in the Wilderness Lodge gift shop.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So like, yeah, an f- uh, eight and a half ounce bottle of shampoo is $14. Um, you know, body butter is $16. The so. nice thing
2: about this is when you get home and you say, boy, I really would what, love yeah. to have this because it would remind me of being at Disney. Yeah. You can then go yeah, to the that smell I It'll just make housekeeping
0: bring me lots of... Uh, <laughs> I, no, I literally do. I love... I'm one of these people that just wanted to collect as much of the in room stuff as possible. <laughs> in
1: California, we fought over the stuff at, at Coronado.
0: <laughs> well, no, it's. Um, uh, no, Del, it was. Del Coronado. It, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Oh, yeah, the Del yeah. Coronado. No, the stuff that we loved, uh, the, I remember that I loved. Huntington Beach. Laguna w- no, Beach. Sand
5: Surf and Sand.
0: Can I get my sentence out?
1: Everyone's trying to guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at the Surf and Sand, they had Avita products, um, and, which I love. Mm-hmm. And those, I mean, for in room <laughs> amenity that the surf and sand in Laguna Beach was absolutely the best.
1: Do you know what happened? You took all the soaps and stuff in Hotel Del and I took the pens and the paper.
0: <laughs> and I had nothing.
1: I want to go I back paid
0: to, for the, I, pay, I was the one who paid five hundred dollars a night for the room.
1: Look, I still have the pen.
0: <laughs> I want to go back to playing guess what Pete's gonna say
3: next. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the track on the sound, I didn't guess I was not Oh jeez. Oh, on,
4: let me get you your gold star. <laughs> what, did he, what did he just say? He was a good boy. I said boy.
3: I was a good boy. I didn't
0: I don't interrupt good. you. Go ahead, Peter. Hold on. Let me let me clear another spot off my left cheek. You can kiss that one, too. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Peter. Um, so, yeah, that's it. DisneyResortCollection.com if you find the need to uh, recreate the Disney bedroom experience in your house. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, uh, you can spend $1,500 on a mattress and a couple hundred dollars on sheets.
2: And we'll call you up and ask you for your credit card information. <laughs> <laughs> so you really get the
3: whole experience.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Who uh, would like to go next? I'll go. Go ahead, Bob. Pete, uh, I was Bob. looking at... what?
2: <laughs> you were looking at the what? I was looking at... The microphone? At the stand? Oh, we're not playing.
3: hours from March. And... Uh, Disney's uh, Block Party Bash uh, is going to happen uh, soft opening on March 9th. And, uh, and then the the official opening is supposed to be March 14th right now. Okay, I, let me
0: just say that, you know, I saw this out in Disneyland, the Block Party Bash. Okay. It was cute. Yeah.
5: But it's interactive, though.
3: Well, they're going to have Disney... Uh, oh, it's th- going to be popular. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. like it. It's at Disney Hollywood Studios. Yep. Uh... They're going to have features. I I hate children, so I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. No, don't. Send me emails.
3: Pixar characters, Woody, Buzz, uh, Mike, and Sully, those are going to be in the show. There's about 20 characters. Uh, And so that's going to be happening
4: this month. I have to tell you, there's a little story about that. We went to see the Block Party Bash and had no idea what we were in for. And it looks like a parade at first and we were sitting there waiting for the parade to start mm-hmm. and it went by us it went by us at like 60 miles an hour <laughs> what happens is it reaches certain points and then stops and happens and then it starts up again and moves ahead. But if you're sitting there waiting for the parade to go by, you're going to think it's the fastest Disney parade you've ever seen. And when it stops, it's very interactive with the audience. There's uh, people on pogo sticks, sticks and rollerblades.
3: Right. They're throwing balls to the kids. And
1: they balls. encourage you to dance right. and have a good time. It was
3: actually fun. So that's going to... Right now, it's going to have a, a 3 o'clock start time. Uh, I'm not sure about the parade route yet, but as we get closer... I'll be going over there and checking out that part of it. Uh, the other thing, in March, I just want to uh, let people know, the the week of March 16th, and March 23rd, I'm watching you, Corey. I'm not doing anything. Oh, Go okay. Ahead, Bob. Uh, those <laughs> he, weeks. He's paranoid. Paranoid. Jeez.
6: <laughs> I'm watching you, Corey.
3: Corey straightened his spine, <laughs> and Bob says, I'm watching you. Those weeks, <laughs> the 16th and uh, the week it's of the new. 23rd, uh, you're going to find the Magic Kingdom is going to be open till some nights midnight, other nights one a.m. in the in the morning, and uh, that's so, what one a.m. is. But the uh, on the other side of it, the Magic Kingdom is going to be opening up for extra Magic Hour for people that are uh, staying at a Disney hotel or the Swan Dolphin. They're going to be able to get in at seven a.m. So that's
4: in the morning too. A.m. Yes.
3: Uh, so. Other dates that are important, uh, March 16th, 21st, 23rd, and 28th, the Magic Kingdom has their evening extra magic hour scheduled. So on those dates, you'll be able to go in at 7 a.m. in the morning and stay till 3 a.m. the next morning for a total of 20 hours that the park will be open. And what do the people that they like get? Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> <it's> awful. <laughs> I just want to make people aware. I mean,
4: those two weeks, Disney's seeing. I mean, that's twenty hours of Magic Kingdom. Bring your Disney bedding with you. I don't even you. want to do things I like for twenty hours, <laughs> but that
3: gives you a chance to go back and you know take a break and have lunch or dinner or, or something like that on those days. Especially, well, especially those two weeks are going to be very, very busy. At the yep. Magic Kingdom. I mean, Easter's on the 16th. So that that week there, you know, you take advantage of, you know, some of the... What? Are you sure Easter's on the 16th? No, Easter is not on
4: the 16th, No, Easter's not. on the 23rd, 23rd, I
2: thought. Oh. <laughs> so there's no explanation for why it's going to be busy. I have no idea
3: yet. why the 16th's going to be busy then. <laughs> it's the day before St. Patrick's Day. That's true.
1: I have proof, Bob. See? Easter.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. I've got to change my blog.
1: <laughs>
2: Bolog is a P-U-L-O-G. You Wish Belog. everybody happy
5: Easter. Belaga? So,
3: why are you wearing green?
4: Happy Easter.
3: <laughs> one other note is uh those two weeks every night's going to have the wishes fireworks and the special magic for each night. So, you don't have to figure out which night they're not going to have it. It's going to be every night in those two weeks that they'll have both of those things, which is, you know, I feel is important for people that are trying to get everything to take in. Right. You know, on a on, on a normal week, you might have two or three days drop out of there and not have the parade at night or the fireworks, depending. But there's also no Pirates or Princess those two weeks either because of the park being open that late. Right. So I just want to make notes of that for people for this month. Okay. I think you should go over and stay from seven a.m. until three a.m. I want to go and stay. I want to go into the park and be there like from midnight to three a.m. One of those days,
0: I really do. That would be kind of cool. I mean, I'll tell you, the Magic Kingdom in particular at night is just yeah, it's 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 special. It's it's like an entirely different park. It's an entirely different park, especially when you do that really late. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: and freaks come out at night. (laughs) (laughs) The problem though is that when when we've experienced or i've experienced the parks late at night it's always been when they used to do e-ride nights and right those were actually not very crowded so you felt like you had the park to yourself if you're there on an extra magic hour night it's a nightmare it, it is absolutely packed
1: uh,
3: I, I have to if if the extra magic hour is between it starts like 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. i agree but when the extra magic hour starts at midnight and goes to 3 a.m. i Really think that that's an experience that I, you might enjoy. And I
0: also think it won't be quite as crowded because there are just... there are. I don't know how many people are really and truly... There'll be some people, absolutely, that'll want to be there midnight to three. But I think it's probably, especially during a crowded week, it's probably your best opportunity to get on some of the attractions you would otherwise right. not my, be able my to get on. My brother
2: was here last... What was it? Last uh, year, June. Oh. May or June. You wanted me to narrow it down. <laughs> right. And they decided... My brother is pirates of the caribbean crazy he had to do pirates of the caribbean every day he was here so repeatedly repeatedly so one day he decides he has to go do Pirates of the caribbean at night at the magic kingdom we didn't realize it was an extra magic hours night in the summer it was a midnight to 3 a.m magic extra magic hours Uh. we were there about 10 o'clock you could not move there were so many people it was a sea of humanity it was it just made me nuts
0: all right well thank you very much for that uh mr varley
1: mrs martin Mine's about St. Patrick's Day. There, you could celebrate either at Universal or at Pleasure Island. Universal City Walk is on March seventeenth, two thousand eight. They celebrate St. Patrick's Day with its annual Shamrock and Roll at Pat O'Brien's. Wear your green and enjoy some traditional Irish food, live rock bands, drink specials, leprechauns, and more. At Pleasure Island, they'll be holding it on March fifteenth. wait, <laughs> March fourteenth, fifteenth, and seventeenth, two thousand eight, from seven p.m. till two a.m and the luck of the Irish is in the air. <laughs> You're going to celebrate with leprechauns, Irish artist videos, stilt walkers, live music featuring Seven Nations, and the DJ's club admission is not required to experience this event.
5: We enjoyed cool. the City Walk, Pad- yeah. Pad- uh, Paddos, St. Patrick's Day. We did went last year. A lot of fun. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Such memories.
0: Cool. Well, thank you very much, Mrs. Martin. Mr. Martin.
5: Um, Disney's been doing some great things for uh, wildlife conservation lately. Uh, Last week, cast members and uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife representatives uh, released several sea turtles back into the Atlantic Ocean. Um, These adolescent turtles were among dozens found along the shore in December. They were infected with algae um, caused by red tide. About 40 of these um, had died, but the survivors were moved to rehabilitation areas throughout the state, including the seas at Epcot. So that was pretty cool. They rehabilitated him there. And Disney also announced a $250,000 donation a few days ago to the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. This donation will support the urgent needs to house and care for hundreds of amphibians threatened with, the, with, threatened with the extinction. Now, the Disney wallet... <laughs> you
1: having a little trouble, baby?
5: Jeez, it took me a while to okay, get that Corey? out Okay, <laughs> the, uh, the Disney Wildlife and Conservation Fund was established in 1995 and has supported 650 projects with more than $11 million in grants to organizations and individuals working in 110 countries. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That's very cool. They do yeah.
2: a great job. They really do. You when can't, they do
0: things right, they do it incredibly right.
2: Yeah. I, I believe their whole volunteer... Donating charity thing is just incredible.
0: And they do really go above and beyond what a company should is expected to do. You know, any big major corporation is expected to do something giving back to the community. I really do believe Disney goes above and beyond yeah. with that. I really do.
5: I just wanted to let everybody know about that. Cool. So.
0: Thank you, Mr. Martin. Mr. Close.
4: I am here to address the chicken strip controversy. Yeah. Chicken gate. Chicken, chicken gate. gate. Chicken. I like the
1: CS debacle. <laughs>
4: Uh, John and I were in the park the other night. It has been discussed on the boards and in email whether or not Disney has stopped serving chicken strips. No, there are places that still serve chicken strips. Some places have switched to chicken nuggets. Now I should tell you that the chicken nuggets are not the you know the processed chicken lip nuggets that you get like <laughs> in the grocery. Oh, chicken chicken or, lips. You know the ones where they process all of the chicken. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> These are actually, the chicken nuggets that they're serving are actually smaller pieces of white breast meat chicken. It is different than a chicken strip. However, it's just smaller. Now, I have had a a conversation with three cast members at guest services. And I had three different cast members give me three different reasons, all of which I questioned. The first one was that they switched because chicken strips have trans fat in them. And I explained that chickens are not born with trans fat in them. It's in the, the way you process them and cook them. Mm-hmm. And the shape of the chicken doesn't have anything <laughs> to do with the trans fat. Making it a nugget doesn't remove the trans fat. The cooking process and the breading process remove the trans fat. And they said, well, yeah, that's true. And then they said they did this because the chicken strips were not of equal size. So it was harder to portion control. The chicken strip. Some chicken strips are wide. Some chicken strips are small. And I said, well, so what you're saying is that this was a cost-cutting process, that now if you make smaller pieces, you can make sure that no one gets more than they're supposed to. Oh, well, no, we didn't do this. The third response was we did this on customer demand. I said, and the customers are demanding that you remove chicken strips? Customers are also
0: demanding to lower the damn prices at your resorts. you right. got to do that too?
4: Well, they, they also told us that the reason for... Raising the prices at buffets on holidays was due to customer customer demand. Customers
1: Please, demanded that they raise the price? Uh, you know, Julie, I've had, I've, you. I've had this argument. I've
4: had this – I don't want to say argument. I've had this discussion. <laughs> well, we went round and round with guest services until they finally said, okay, we don't know, and it's probably just to save money. That's probably what they should have said in what? the beginning. <laughs> this was a 15-minute conversation during Wishes, mind you, until they finally just sort of gave up and said,
0: they just wanted to get rid of you. They okay, you yeah, that's what, what it's for. <laughs> exactly.
4: Sir, whatever you want to think is okay. Now <laughs> and They gave you one of those cards to write to you. I, I actually brought it. And the way they placated me was that they said anybody who is unhappy with the chicken strip fiasco at Disney World should write to www.guest.communications at disneyworld.com. You're given a little uh, business card with this and basically told, Bye.
1: They're about to be flooded.
4: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, the email address is www.guest.communications at com. The good news in all of this is it's still white meat chicken. Mm-hmm. It's just shaped different.
0: It's the same chicken.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did tell me. As I was asking, I, I said, well, listen, what if I had children and they only eat chicken strips? They told me that one of the places um, at, I believe one of the places in the Magic Kingdom, that I could get fajita chicken strips with fried peppers and onions. I said, well, no, those are not fried chicken strips. Those are fajitas. And for children who are particular about what they eat, this would not be an alternative. (laughs) That's when they threw their hands up and said, we just don't know. Get out. (laughs) You can't have a chicken strip, but you can have a fajita. I'm sure they were nicer than that. (laughs) Well, they did it in that Disney way with their two fingers. There's the door, sir. Do you know which is going on? Go see that. Kevin. No, they didn't he, say this. You even door. pointed with two fingers. I didn't. No, they didn't say that. They were very nice about it, but it boiled down to we don't know and we're done.
2: Here's a card. In all fairness, we did try the chicken nuggets and they were actually very good. They're not a McDonald's. I don't, don't want us to
4: get in trouble with a certain brand, but they're not. A fast food restaurant. They're also nuggets. not that processed entire chicken nugget. You exactly. know the ones where you open it up and you're not quite sure. It's, you, it's, chicken it's or not. never right. been a
0: chicken before in its life. It yeah. looks exactly. like
4: MDF inside. You know, it looks like fiberboard. This actually <laughs> when you broke a chicken nugget <laughs> nugget open. Uh, a chicken nugget <laughs> Um That's when you broke we'll them the nuggets. <laughs> When you broke it open, you could actually identify that it was chicken.
2: Right. It flaked apart like chicken. It was very tasty and tender and moist. I oh, yeah, so chicken. Well, I don't uh, think people should be upset that this is the replacement. Down. right?
0: Yeah.
1: I have to say, though, I was never a fan of their chicken strips. And I know to some people that's going to sound sacrilegious. But they're just too thick. I prefer a smaller like nugget that's there. You actually now
4: have chicken choices. Some places. Well, maybe that was the
0: guest feedback they were listening to. Maybe there, there were a lot of people that have said that.
1: Because a lot of times like when you... Break open that strip. Like I hate that cartilage piece that's in there. You know what I'm talking about? It's like greasy and gross. I always scrape it out.
2: You're not right. going to the more expensive places, are you? Should <laughs> <laughs> be cartilage in your chicken strip.
1: I don't know if it's cartilage, but it's something gross. In that's there.
4: part that they're supposed to throw away. <laughs> that's the lips. There are chicken choices. <laughs> you can get strips in some places. You can get nuggets or nubbits in another place. Love you get can ch- get fajita strips in another place. You can there get are- chicken and waffles in another place. Stop. That's not even something I ever want to discuss again. <laughs> he's,
0: tra- he's traumatized by chicken I, and waffles.
3: I could have sworn I saw chicken strips when we were over at Riverside
4: the other day. You know something, Bob? You might be right. I, Stop swearing.
3: We, we believe that it,
2: the, the, this transition has only taken place so far at the Magic Kingdom. It may go elsewhere in
4: the park, but right now it's the Magic Kingdom. So, so that's it's all
3: Chicken out. Gate is in Magic Kingdom. Okay.
4: So all right. Well. wander around. You'll find something. And if your children won't eat it, don't feed them. Eventually, they'll eat something.
0: <laughs> you get, get hungry. hungry enough, they'll eat
6: anything.
4: Right.
3: <laughs> go, to guest, the- <laughs> go to guest services and ask them to ask raise the prices up higher because you want them higher.
0: Right. Well, thank you, Kevin. John?
2: I'm going to talk about Disney dollars again. I know you all think I'm a Disney dollar
4: freak. The horse is dead. Get off.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Stop talking about Disney dollars. I brought... The Pirates of the Caribbean Disney dollars for everybody to look at cuz I think these are These are really cool. I
4: think they're very cool. You really do know that you've lost your right to make fun of Bob for bringing props, right?
2: I never made fun of Bob about anything. I oh,
4: know. okay. Do we get to
3: keep these? You do, you get to keep we them. You can bring Disney dollars up anytime you want, really? John. Every time we get a dollar. The,
2: the,
0: you get just way too excited over a dollar. Just <sighs> one more dollar. I did I get have.
2: one. That's what happens when you're growing up during the depression. Yep. <laughs> 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 The, Come on, Majord. The, the Pirates <laughs> <My> of the Caribbean <laughs> dollars each have a one of four different designs. So the back is a different ship on them. So there's the Black Pearl. There's the Disney I, Magic. I Pearl. am the
3: Empress.
5: The Empress. Right. Which one do you have, Pete?
2: Black Pearl. Looks like I it.
1: I prefer Black Pearl.
2: Quick
5: shot. They even have watermarks on them. They hold them the right.
2: So I think this is a great way to give kids something to do if they want to. If you want to give them money to spend in the parks, or even if you want to take a souvenir home. Now we do have information that the Disney dollars are gonna there's gonna be another new set of them beginning March third. And they're gonna be Mickey through the years Disney dollars. That's yesterday. That's
1: cool. What
2: do you mean? Well when this is released it will be yesterday, but it's in the future when I we're was playing along. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cool.
1: So they'll have things like Steamboat Willie, things like that? Steamboat
2: Willie one. There's going to be one of three different designs, and the back is going to have the
4: progression of him through the years. I think they're cute. I think the pirate ones are better. It's actually not Steamboat Willie. It's old-fashioned pie-eyed Mickey. Oh. It's Mickey dressed as the band leader, and it's modern Mickey. Right, sort of a mm. computer-generated Mickey. So,
2: so again, if you're looking for a cheap souvenir, something to bring home, Disney dollars are great. And if also if you're looking to give your kids... That, you know, here's
4: something to spend on your vacation, but you don't want to give them cash or something else to keep in mind is that they do some of the Disney dollars have increased in value over the years. Mm -hmm. They start becoming worth more than their face value. They have a very short lifespan, and once they're out of circulation, they're not brought back.
2: I also learned something interesting in speaking to one of the cast members. Every night when they empty their drawers, their cash register drawers, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I figured someone would make fun of me about that. It's just no. trying to get the right wording. They return the Disney dollars from that day, and the next day, uh, the new, a different set is put out. So right now, there's the princess one and the pirates one. So one day you'll have princess ones, and the next day you'll have pirate ones. So if you're looking for a specific type of Disney dollar, wait until the next day, and they'll probably get them.
4: We actually went to several locations looking to bring the Pirates of the Caribbean dollars.
2: Right,
0: cool. Pleasure. Well, great. Thank you very much, John. Thanks, everybody, for your rapid fire. We're going to take a break, and we're going to play a couple of cast member appreciation voicemails. If you haven't been listening to the show the last few weeks, we've started doing this, and uh, we're asking people to call in with uh, their stories, uh, their, their good stories about interactions they've had over the years with Disney cast members. All you need to do is give us a call. Toll free in the United States, one 877 310 9662 And as we do with anything we play On the show, whether it's a voicemail If we read an email, you get a Diz Unplugged t-shirt or A pin and lanyard And uh, we randomly select One person at the end of every month Who uh, Will get a chance to pick an envelope And earlier today we gave away A $100 spa gift certificate There's all sorts of fun stuff in the envelope So we're going to go ahead and play a couple We'll be back with you in just a little
7: while Hi, Pete, in the podcast gang. This is Mandy from Michigan, or Cobbler on the Disboards. I am calling to let you know about our cast member experience that we've had at Disney recently. Um, we frequently have made it a kind of tradition on our last day of our trip to go eat breakfast at the Cape May Cafe. The last couple of times we have been sat with a very wonderful, wonderful cast member named Dorothy. We were there last October, and my husband asked something about, do they serve any kind of iced coffee? He's really into this iced coffee kick lately. She said, no, they don't, but she kind of had a homemade-type recipe to make one and asked if he would like one. Of course, he said yes, and she brought it out, and it was, according to him, absolutely wonderful. He just loved it and asked for one if she would possibly make him one to go when we left. Of course, she did without any problem. Wonderful little lady, just fantastic bent over backwards and it was just fabulous well three weeks later we happened to be back down in the world again had our breakfast at cape may on our last morning of the trip and we're sat with dorothy again she remembered my husband and how much he loved her iced coffee it was just astounding to us that she had totally remembered that so he was thrilled she had made him another one and actually told him how to make it at home so he could make one at home this just thrilled my husband to bits and pieces and especially the fact that she remembered us and my family and how much he liked the iced coffee three weeks later especially being that they serve many 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 guests frequently it's just it was kind of mind-boggling oh and Pete, just because i know you're going to be jealous up here in michigan it is a balmy seven degrees and um We've had 83 and a half inches of snow total so far this year, this season, and we still have the rest of February, March, and April to go. I know you wish you were here. Thanks. Bye.
6: Hey, guys. Gal. Uh, just wanted to share a positive cast member story, um, something that happened to my wife and daughter when we were down at Disney World last April. Um We were down there and had an extremely helpful cast member and never actually got to thank the person, so this is one way I guess we can uh, sort of say thank you, Um, but we were at the uh, TTA in uh, in Tomorrowland and rode the ride, I guess we can call it a ride, and uh, we got off, our stroller was was missing, so we uh, were walking around trying to look for the stroller and uh, it's actually kind of funny, though, because my daughter, who was two at the time, was just walking around saying why, why, why would anybody steal my stroller? So we actually thought it was funny way to control our laughter. Um, we figured she'd be more mad about that. We'd have to sit around looking for the stroller than actually to uh, uh, move on to another ride or something. But uh, it was actually kind of humorous there. But I uh, don't know where cast member just kind of popped out of nowhere. And uh, the only thing I compare it to is uh, like on the Seinfeld episodes. Sounds like you guys listen to Seinfeld, where Elaine had given the uh, Seidler the uh, Tic Tacs to make him make noise so she'd know where he was. Because we turned around, this person was, just came out of nowhere. Um, and within about 10 minutes, she had security uh, on the walkie-talkie, um, had given us some fast passes or whatever it was at the time, and uh, had calmed my daughter down. It was just The other thing is we couldn't control her. So she had her calmed down for like 10 minutes and had her stroller back there and, we were on our way. It was, it was kind of amazing and she disappeared. So it wasn't even something we could just thank her for. Uh, so we never got her name and, uh, just wanted to call in and share that with you guys. Um, and thought it was a good story. Um, I so suppose that's the idea though, that they, you know, take care of issues quickly. So people just don't have a chance to actually get frazzled. So I just wanted to share my story with you guys. Uh, thanks for the show.
0: All right. We are back. Thank you to both, uh,
1: Mandy and Stroller Boy.
0: and Stroller Boy, because she did not... uh, Stroller Boy didn't give us his name, but he did give us his email address, so we can at least get in touch with him. And uh, appreciate your calling in. And we are going to move on to our next segment. And Mr. Close has a review of Tony's Town Square Restaurant in the Magic Kingdom.
4: I do. First of all, I have to preface this with my opinion. I believe that this restaurant should be one of the Disney, premier Disney dining destinations. First of all, it's got a place of prominence right on Town Square. It is the only restaurant in any of the Disney parks that's literally right inside the gates. This should be, in my opinion, one of the finest places that you could dine at Disney. And it is far from that. Uh-oh. Far from that. Buckle up, people. Uh... We had an ADR recently. Uh, One of the owners of Dreams Unlimited Travel was in town. And we had dinner together. And her restaurant of choice was Tony's Town Square, which worked out great for us. Because I got to come and talk about it. Well, we met them there for dinner. And Tony's is in the same building with Exposition Hall. There's a gift shop area where you can buy film. And then Tony's is just adjacent to that. The podium sort of faces the store, and you go to the podium and give your name and check in. Well, then there's a small area where kids can watch Disney movies, and beyond that is a waiting area. The night we got there, the waiting area was full. So being four of us, we sort of stayed out of the fray, as far as we were concerned, and stood off to the side. And we were approached by a cast member, and... In my opinion, he wasn't as polite as he probably should have been, but he told us unceremoniously that we were in the way, that we were in the lane of traffic. Now, this is an open area, why this was the lane of traffic. So he asked us to move. We were the only party he approached, and we were surrounded by other people. So we moved to a different location where he told us to go. A couple of minutes walked by, a couple of minutes went by, excuse me, And he approached us again and told us we were standing in the wrong spot. Now, again, we're the only party that he approached. So we said to him, where would you like us to stand? So he went, we moved to the third location. Minutes go by, and he approaches us again.
0: You've got to be kidding me. I
4: am not exaggerating. And I finally said to him, listen, I'm not moving. Forget it. If uh, if I'm in your way, walk around me. I am standing exactly where you told me to stand. I've had it. He said, well, I'm going to go get a manager. I said, by all means. Are you kidding me? No. So I saw them. I I could see them off in the distance a little bit. And he's explaining the whole thing to this manager. And I thought, if the manager comes out and tells me that I have to move, I'm going to go carnival ape crazy. Snap
0: his neck, yeah. Because
4: I have now moved for the fourth time. So... The manager comes out and he says, I understand there's a problem. I said, No, the problem is with your employee. He's not happy with where we're standing. He said, Really? I said, Yeah. We moved from here to here to here. And now he's told us we have to move yet again. He said, well, we're doing our best to make room for everybody. And I said, sir, we were standing out in a different location. We were standing out in a store. We were not even standing in your waiting room. He said, well, we'll do what we can. I said, if you want us out of your way, find a table for us. Now, this was 25 minutes after our ADR time. So I finally said to him, listen. I have nothing to discuss with you. This is not our issue. If your employee is having a snit, maybe you need to talk to us. He said, well, he gets very frazzled when he gets busy. I said, I apologize. Then
0: perhaps he should work someplace else other than, I don't know, the most popular theme park on the face of the planet. Right. He might be a good one for the
3: going down and working down below.
4: <laughs> I, I mean...
3: Yeah, right. in, in Australia? In the bowels. In the bowels of the Magic of Kingdom. The magic
4: kingdom. I, I, just, I, was, I was shocked at the behavior of this gentleman, who then, after this was all over, made a rather grand point of walking around us. It was just—it was the most ridiculous experience. We were sat shortly thereafter. I got to
0: tell you though, somebody has a mood disorder.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Kevin really doesn't do
2: it justice. I mean, this guy was—he was so frazzled and so crazy. And everywhere we we stood, no, you can't stand here. You have to go. Come here. I have to. You're in the way of traffic. People have to get by. You have to stand over here. Yeah, and we was were, like, in oh, a, okay.
4: were in a room full of people, an open area, and we were the ones he decided to keep moving. It was like we were chess pieces And he was playing a game or something Can you say Xanax? (laughs) And after
2: after that third time Kevin said, listen, uh, we're just not moving again We're standing where you put us, we're not in the way
4: Would you like me to get a manager? I don't care who you get
3: (laughs) Go get Mickey Mops for
2: all
4: I care It's not like, you know I'm spitting my gum on the carpet I'm standing still (laughs) It It was the most bizarre thing I'm going to get a manager Like, I'm going to go get the school principal You're not behaving it just was, it was ridiculous, and it colored the perception. Well, I'll get on with the restaurant review in a minute. However, this manager came over and wanted to know, after we were sitting down, is everything okay? I thought there was nothing wrong to begin with. You didn't have a problem to start it. This was not our issue. We didn't complain to you. Snippy out in the lobby. now. <laughs> So, moving ahead
0: again. So you have a better temperament than I do because I. You, can you imagine if if someone did that to me?
4: Well, actually, actually, I toned it down a lot for the podcast. He does tone for the podcast. <laughs> Sir, where do you want us to stand? I actually took his elbow and I said, "Why don't I follow you? <laughs> Point me to where you would like me to be." <laughs>
3: I bet he's glad this is on the podcast. Uh, and it, <laughs> I, it,
4: as they said, the the manager said, "Well, sir, I will have a word with him." I thought, "Don't yes. worry, so will I." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> put him in the bowels.
3: of the It American was it dish. was the
4: most ridiculous thing that we had ever seen, and it was just because of where we were standing. I, and I, I don't know, it just was funny. So we were actually seated. Uh, Tony's is two. That the theme of Tony's Town Square is Lady and the Tramp, and. In my opinion, it's very mild theming. It's an, it's a very nice space. As I said, I think it should be one of the premier dining destinations in Walt Disney World. The menus have Tony's picture from Lady and the Tramp, and there's a small statue in the center of the main room of Lady and Tramp. It's a fountain statue kind of thing. But other than that, there's no real theming to go along with it. I mean, there's no theming as far as what the menu items are named. It's just a poor Italian restaurant. Mm. It's not, in my opinion...
0: The theming is pretty much a template.
4: It, it, it's, yeah. And it's, it's just, it's a slapdash theme. And... It's a very, well, It's as I said, it's a large space, and it's broken up into two rooms. There's sort of an enclosed porch area, and then there's the main dining room. Now, I really don't have a problem with where we were sat. It was a very busy night. However, we were sat directly in front of the kitchen door. So I maybe Snippy had something to do with that, too, but... Again, we didn't really have a problem with where we sat. The tables are kind of nice. The most, several of the tables are L-shaped booths with a table up against it, so two people have chairs and two people have booths. It's a very fancy-looking place. Getting on to the food itself. Uh, there are f- a couple of appetizers. There are actually seven appetizers. There's mussels, calamari, spinach and artichoke dips, soup of the day, tomato and mozzarella salad, mixed greens, and a minestrone and orzo pasta. Hmm. Our, our party decided uh, one person got the mussels, and one got, I ordered the tomato and mozzarella salad. John ordered the soup of the day, which was a portobello mushroom soup, and we also uh, tried the minestrone and orzo pasta soup. The mussels came out, and Joe, who actually ordered them, thought they were kind of okay. I tasted one, and I thought they were vile. I didn't care for the taste of them. It it had a foul taste as far as I was concerned. And I asked Not him, a
0: taste you want it's in mussels.
4: Right. And I, mean, I asked him Kevin described it as BO. They tasted like BO <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And I said to, Well maybe Snippy uh, washed with them before uh, he put them on the plate.
4: Um, I, I guess I should start out with the fact that they bring you out bread and this sort of Tomato sauce tapenade, you can taste the red peppers and the the cheese in it, the Parmesan cheese, that's served cold. However, the bread was also served ice cold, and you could tell it was yesterday's bread. I get the feeling that this bread had been baked yesterday and refrigerated so as to slow the... the Molding process. (laughs) it, it process, It was very thin sliced sandwich bread. It wasn't an Italian loaf. It wasn't rolls. It was like a loaf of thin-sliced white bread that was as the same temperature as the spread that came on top of it. Now, the spread was delicious. It would have been delicious, more delicious at room temperature and had the bread been warm. But it, it, it was brought out all by itself. Uh, John, Oh, I'm sorry. We also ordered the calamari. John ordered the calamari, and I have to tell you the calamari was quite good. I okay. don't particularly care for calamari. It, it's kind of like eating rubber bands. Yeah, if it's not just, cooked right. It's... Yeah. This was cooked wonderfully. It was crispy. It was tender. It was absolutely delicious. It was nine forty-nine. Mm. And it was a good size serving. Yeah, it's not bad. And it came with a marinara sauce. If you ignored the marinara sauce and used the stuff that came with the bread, it was much better. Really? Mm-hmm. I ordered the tomato and mozzarella salad. Now I've told you about my experience at La Cellier. This was a nice serving. It comes in a little uh, vaguely similar to a martini glass, but shorter. And it was cherry tomatoes and little balls of mozzarella in a balsamic dressing with roasted garlic and shallots and red onions. Mm. The shallots and red onions was a little bit of a different take on it, but it was quite good. That was 869. It's not um, bad.
0: These are, prices aren't bad.
4: No, they're not bad. The good news is coming to a quick end. Mm. Uh, Donna ordered the minestrone orzo pasta, which was a soup. Uh, minestrone with orzo pasta, excuse me. And they brought it out, and she was very polite in that she said it wasn't bad. I tasted of it, and it was oregano soup as far as I was concerned. Mm. And we could not find, and we actually looked, one piece of orzo. <laughs> <laughs> there We're was hilly. not one in it. We brought this to our waiter's attention, who went in the back and brought us out a cup of orzo.
1: orzo. Oh my gosh!
3: Which we
4: thought was that was orzo? A half a cup of a half a soup cup of it's orzo. A pasta. It's just yeah, a, I know. But yeah, he brought it out. Uh. He was uh, it was he was good natured about the entire thing. Uh, John ordered the soup of the day, which was a portobello mushroom soup. Now, that brings to mind this sort of rich, creamy broth with portobello mushrooms in it. What did you think? It was absolutely vile. <laughs> it was...
2: It was like escarole extract is the best way I can describe it. It, it was green. like dishwater. It Ugh. was
4: dreadful. Hmm. As a matter of fact, we each took a sip of it, uh, just a taste of it, and it sat untouched on the, the table. And when the waiter came over, he said, you didn't like this? And we said, no. He said, okay. And walked away with it. So that wasn't very good it to me that's where that's where i had the good part of the meal stopped uh <laughs> we went on to our entrees which um there are nine entrees available they range in price from 22.99 down to 13.99 oh, okay it's not that expensive a restaurant uh, I thought you were starting at $22.99 and, go and up. going up. No, it starts at twenty I'm sorry. The high price is twenty two ninety nine. I ordered the catch of the day, which was served over orzo pasta with pancetta roasted garlic, seasonal vegetables, and topped with a balsamic maple glaze. It was a piece of salmon. Uh, Donna had the Caesar salad with chicken. And Joe and John ordered the chicken parm. I have to tell you, the chicken parm was, in my opinion, revolting. Really? Oh it was my awful. gosh! It was this pile of cold, overcooked spaghetti. You know when pasta is cooked to the point of distraction, yeah, and it just it doesn't. It becomes even, like mush, yeah, yes. and it it it's seven times the size of its. I mean, it's just bloated <sighs> yeah. with water, and it it came with this brick red paste on top of it. That mm. was the sauce. It was there was no. There wasn't a lot of liquid to the sauce. It was more of a, a tomato paste type. Yeah, that's it. tomato paste right out of the can that's wow. been burnt. I can only it was wasn't very good. Um, Donna had a Caesar salad with chicken and croutons. I mean,
1: can't mess that up.
4: Yeah, it was. It's not a large serving, but it was a Caesar salad, and it's eleven ninety nine for the Caesar salad, or I'm sorry, twelve ninety nine with the chicken, and if you want to substitute shrimp, it's thirteen ninety nine. It, it's. I can't say anything bad about it. It was a salad. It was it's romaine a, lettuce, Caesar yeah. dressing, croutons, and chicken.
3: Sounds like a safe one.
4: Uh, my fish, I would describe it as not horrible. I've used this uh, reference before. It reminded me of something you would order at Applebee's. And I, the Applebee's that we frequent, which isn't often, but it's nearby and we go to it once in a while, is fairly decent. However, the price at Applebee's would be seven ninety nine it was twenty one ninety nine in this wow. restaurant and it was probably about four ounces of fish. I tasted no balsamic maple glaze, and the orzo pasta that it came with I found no pancetta, however, there were whole cloves of garlic in it and While most people I think I didn't actually care for them, John thinks whole cloves of garlic are a delicacy, so mm. he I ate them I do too yeah i i I prefer mine cut up. But and we had a couple of soft drinks. Dessert. We had and oh and we had a dessert. Our dessert was there's six or seven different choices and they're five ninety-nine and five forty nine. Uh we ordered the chef's signature cheesecake. On that night it was an amaretto cheesecake and it was five forty nine, and it's not a slice of cheesecake like you would imagine. For visuals, it would be if you saw the top third off of a baseball. It was more like a little dome. If you just took the top third of a baseball, it was a cheesecake about that size for five forty nine.
1: I think their dessert prices are really expensive.
4: I do too. I don't think it, I've, I've always thought that Disney does a dessert. There's not too many desserts I can think of at Disney that I like. This had a um, graham cracker crust, and we only ordered one. Everybody at the table is watching what they eat, so we wanted to just try one. And with four people taking a bite, it was gone. Mm. And so there's not a lot of it. And John ordered a cappuccino. And how did you describe that? I, I I can't think of the right description for it, but I think the words were burnt Nescafe. Yeah, it was really pretty
2: much burnt Escafe. But it was they brought out this very big cup and it was like a third of the way
4: full. So it looked like somebody else might have had it first. <laughs> yeah. It was like whose leftover <laughs> fine, cappuccino is this.
3: The and way they drank it on the way to the table.
2: It was just awful. I this was one of those meals where it was like, let's go somewhere and really eat. It was just bad.
4: It there was nothing remarkable about it. There was nothing that other than the the greeting we got in the lobby. There was nothing that I would say was this heinous experience. It just it's disappointing. It's disappointing that you spend a couple of hundred bucks on dinner and walk away thinking that was really just awesome. how much did this cost?
2: It was uh, before Disney dining experience. I think it was one seventy for the four of us. Oh
0: my god! Right. The prices you're reading off didn't sound like they would be that high.
2: I mean, you think ten bucks for for it calamari, happened, and uh, how much were the soups? Ten bucks for the mussels? Six bucks. How
4: much were the mussels? Ten bucks. Yeah, it adds up pretty quickly. Yeah, it was.
0: Nobody had any wine, or nope. no. no? It alcohol? was. It was.
4: It was just disappointing. Wow. And again, in my opinion, they've they've smacked this restaurant down in the middle of the entrance. You would think that there would be a little more thought given to it, a little more pride, and it's not. It's. It's not even a good neighborhood Italian eatery. It's just bad Italian food.
0: Bad Italian theme park food, it sounds like. Do they
4: right. have a signature dish? Not that I know of. Um, one of the, the top entree is seafood Diabola, which is linguine pasta, clams, mussels, calamari, shrimp, and salmon served in a tom- spicy tomato sauce. Now, I tasted the mussels when they came out as an appetizer. There was yeah. no way I was ordering this. I don't want to eat B.O. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that, I would have tried that. It, it just, it's one of those things that I would. With a little s- salt, B.O. is very good. <laughs> <laughs> it de- are there any trans fats in it? <laughs> Depends um, on who it's coming out of. It was, it, it's just a disappointment to me that they're relying on tourist trade, that they know people aren't going to come back to this restaurant. So it's, it seems that it's almost as if we can serve anything we want. You're going to pay it, you're trapped here in the park. And we're going to call it a Disney experience because we slapped Lady and the Tramp in the middle of the restaurant. And now, bad chicken parm is $21. So I just, couple that with our greeting from You Can't Stand Here, and it was just a really poor experience. It's not a place I would ever recommend anybody go to. You can do far better at Columbia Harbor House or Pinocchio's Village House. Eat fast food in the Magic Kingdom Just move on. It's just not worth your time or your trouble. Kids menu? There is a kids menu. And on the kids menu...
1: I bet I can guess. Beef and macaroni?
4: There is a pizza, grilled fish of the day. Um, The kids can pick from carrots and celery sticks, garden salad. For entrees, they can have macaroni and cheese, spaghetti and meatballs. And for dessert, they can have fruit salad or an ice cream sundae. That's a well balanced kids meal, and the pita pizza, they're all seven fifty nine. So, I don't know. They, it's, it's
0: weird because the prices really don't sound that outrageous, but for one hundred and seventy dollars for four people, that's a that's a pricey meal. It's over forty dollars a person.
4: At least they got the no spaghetti no and meatballs. That's, on It's crazy. Yeah. Let me See this one second. Saying, again, you got to think we did, we did forty bucks worth of appetizers. Well, when you think about the fact that mine was sick, they're twenty one ninety nine, and then. My mozzarella and tomato salad was eight sixty nine, and then That's thirty bucks. Yeah, and we ordered an extra entre- we, or we ordered an extra appetizer. We ordered the calamari, which is an extra ten bucks. These prices add up pretty quickly. Yeah, I and guess had, so.
2: And you had a soft drink to it, and
4: yep. Wow, it's it just it wasn't. I, so I can't imagine not, not a good experience. No, not a good experience. Not even. I mean, we're hearing these wonderful things about cast members going out of their way. This one went out of his way to annoy us. That's I surprising, mean, yeah. We, it was like we were targeted. I, I, and I wasn't, he wasn't doing this to anybody else. And it wasn't that we had made a line across his path. I mean, we were standing in a little clump talking off to the side. And he decided he just wasn't happy with us. So yeah,
0: someone needs to crush up a boost par on his cheeseburger.
4: Maybe he's related to the girls at Wolfgang Puck or something. I don't know. <laughs> we also
2: found as we left, um, the, the girls who were still there at the podium were very, very – it was just a very weird experience – One girl was complaining that she was cold. And the other
4: cast member, who was an older lady, kept saying, well, then just go home. I don't care. I don't care if you're cold. Just go home. They were arguing about who was going to get the closing shift. Ooh. My hours are terrible this week. I want to stay. You should, never,
3: you should never, never hear that. Ever, ever, ever hear that. Yeah, really. In a theme well, park.
4: I, I not only heard who was going to stay, I heard who was cold and who wasn't going to her locker to get a sweater.
0: You see, this is, Sounds again, like, this is, you know, we talk about tradition training. We talk about the impact it has on the ground. But they have cut back traditions, training, and this is exactly what I'm talking about.
4: Now, I just have to add a caveat to this. I'm
0: excuse, I'm sorry, excuse me, but three days in traditions, that wouldn't happen.
4: These were not kids, and this was their first job. I, I apologize. I'm middle-aged myself. These were not young employees. These were people who, for whatever reason, in my opinion, should have known better. The, the gentleman who gave us a hard time when we sat down,
2: when we were in the, the lobby, we thought to ourselves... Here is someone who was at a stage of his life who perhaps worked all his life, and this was part-time, this was a retirement job. And you think to yourself, whatever the reason is, you should know better than this is not how you talk to people, whether you have the training in it or you don't have the training in it.
4: And again, this is smack dab in the front of the park. This isn't some little tucked away eatery. This isn't Mama Melrose tucked in the back of the park where people might not see it. This is a prime location. And it just
0: But it's like It's it's like anything else Anywhere else When it's in a prime location When it's guaranteed To get a lot of foot traffic And a lot of walk-in business They After a certain amount of time They just stop caring About the quality They don't have to pay attention to it All they're, all they're concerned about Is how many people Are they moving in and out Of that restaurant And how quickly Are they doing it
4: This was Chef Boyard Don't It really was Ooh yeah. <laughs> Chef
0: Boyard Don't there's a, there's a title for the review
4: I just it's 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 an, it's a place I would avoid. You're, it's well, not going to be an enjoyable experience.
0: Well, I'm sorry you uh, you had such a bad uh, a bad run there.
4: Thing. Uh, 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 one more point. People talk about Whispering Canyon Cafe and how they enjoyed the atmosphere. I'm not going to make a comment about that. I gave my review of that. People talk about 50s Prime Time Cafe and they enjoy the atmosphere. And mediocre food is okay when you're having fun. This, there's no fun. This is just a restaurant. There's nothing going on other than waiters scurrying back and forth. There's not a lot of theme going on to take your mind off the fact that you're eating subpar food. I'm done. I'm used to, I
3: think they used to have a chef come out uh, from the back room. Maybe. You know.
4: All
0: right. Well, thank you very, very much, Kevin, for that. That is going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. You have a great week, everyone.